daily dose of all things Gamecocks on the Inside the Gamecocks podcast. Here's J.C. Sherbert. Morning, monologue here. Inside the Gamecocks podcast, J.C. Sherbert here with you. Be a little quicker today. Uh, was told yeah, it's too long yesterday. Got to gotta shave it down a little bit. Um, and, and really simply, folks, to, to this morning, uh, it's Tuesday, August 23rd, by the way. We have a big-time packed show today. Uh, Trey Biddy from the Arkansas 24-7 Sports Site is going to join us to talk Razorbacks. We have the Mental Edge with Sawyer Nicks, where he talks about uh, student-athlete mental health and all that good stuff. And then Keith Allsett, the cockfather, joins us in hour number two. I get asked a lot, you know, about uh, you know, what players, in your opinion, that we're not talking about, should we talk about more, that kind of thing. Uh, and, and so I'm gonna break this down, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna go and kind of give you a little bit of my thought process here. Uh, I'm a D line guy. Uh, when I worked in national recruiting, that was my favorite position to evaluate. I think it was my best position, to be honest with you. I had a little uh, a, a little more success there than maybe some other spots if you kind of look at the players I ranked and evaluated and, and made some really good calls. Um, maybe some not so good calls, but uh, D-line was, uh, you know, even if I missed on a guy and maybe overshot him or undershot him, I, I still did a really, you know, it wasn't, there, there wasn't anything egregious with it, right? Um, you know, and guys that didn't work out. You know, usually we're not guys that I stood on the table for. Uh, you know, guys like Byron Cowart, who uh, I think was first in the country, went to Auburn, didn't do anything, uh, that kind of thing. Did miss on Trent Thompson, who did not get drafted and played for Georgia. Uh, I don't know that I had him number one. Did I have him number one? I don't know. I don't think that was me. But anyway, that was a loaded D-line class. And, you know, Christian Wilkins and some other guys made me look pretty good. So I, I don't think I had the final call on Thompson, or, or maybe we didn't have him number one, 24-7 sports, whatever. But Miles Garrett was a, a guy we ranked high. You know, Carlos Dunlap, Everson Grevin. I mean, you, you can go back and look at it. So I'm not – I don't want to get into all that because obviously I don't do that anymore. And uh, I just do the Gamecocks, right? And so that's uh, that's the deal there. But I, I like D-line. You know, if you, if you kind of want me to talk all day about a position, I'll, I'll talk about the defensive line. Uh, good or bad. Uh, and so people ask me all the time, who are we not talking about? Who do you think in your gut uh, will will shine and have a better season uh, than maybe people think? Well, I'm going with two defensive linemen, the interior guys. <laughs> I uh, And I'm going to say this because, you know, you've heard a lot uh, about different players, uh, or, or not a lot, but relatively, you know, some good stuff about um, – a lot of different players this preseason. And I'm going to go with a, a couple of guys that everybody, you know, has talked about in the past. Uh, I'm going with TJ Sanders and Boogie Huntley, uh, two in-state defensive tackles uh, from the 2020 and 2021 classes. Uh, TJ, of course, is from Marion. Boogie is from Hammond in Columbia. Uh, I just, you know, you, you look at it and it's like, well, you know, you got Zach Pickens, and then who's going to start opposite him? I think it's probably going to be Boogie, maybe MJ Webb, maybe Boogie. Uh, and then you got TJ Sanders, who is a Zach Pickens build type of guy, 6'5", 305, uh, who did some really good things in the spring, who they're extremely high on. 
Uh, I think as the year goes on, you know, as they rotate guys in and out, you're going to see T.J. Sanders make some plays as a redshirt freshman. Uh, he's just too big, athletic. He's got so, some things going for him that, that a lot of these other guys don't. He was a basketball player in high school, uh, had to kind of develop and grow into his body. He's very athletic, quick on his feet, good hands, all that. Now, I may be wrong. We may be sitting there, and uh, at the end of the year, he's probably, you know, he's played in five games and only played in blowouts. JC, you're crazy. Uh, I'll live with that, right? <laughs> so I'm going to go on the record right now and say TJ Sanders uh, as one. And then Boogie, to me, we, when you watch him at the end of last year, he flashed, you know. And, and I, I've said before, I, I think, you know, if he starts, he's going to be an upgrade over Jabari Ellis. Uh, and Jabari played really well for two years at South Carolina. I just think Boogie at, you know, 300 and something pounds, 295, whatever, with his strength and athleticism, uh, maybe brings a little more to the table upside-wise. You know, I mean, Boogie was a four-star top 200 prospect for a reason. Um, you know, TJ wasn't. TJ was kind of under the radar. Uh, and uh, two uh, really good gold – I call them gold nugget finds <laughs> in that 2021 class, which was not highly touted, right? And there are a lot of guys in that class. Some have transferred out. You know, some you don't know if they're going to play, uh, and I'm talking from the high school ranks. But then you look at it closely, and you got Juju McDowell and, and T.J. Sanders, and then Nick Barrett, another defensive lineman I really like. Nick's a little more of a you know six two, three hundred twenty pound uh, guy, almost looks like a zero technique in there. But uh, you know, T.J.'s the one that the staff really started praising at the end of last year, and in bowl practices, and in spring practice. Uh, and I just kind of look and see what he brings to the table, you know, size, length, athleticism, all that. And I just, I think as the year goes on, he's going to start making plays. That's just me. You know, if you want to nail me down to who are two guys on the whole roster that, uh, or one guy, I had to go with two, <laughs> you know, one that's uh, a little safer bet to play and start than maybe the other. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, I look at TJ, too. He's a case study as to why in-state defensive linemen are important. Uh, if they get through your evaluation, right, and you you like them, you know, because there's some guys that, you know, quite frankly, play defensive line in the state and they go take scholarships elsewhere and they don't really amount to, to much. You know, it's it's not, you know, D-line heaven's D-line heaven because of the plethora of defensive linemen in the Carolinas every cycle, but it's not a surefire means to, oh, you're going to the NFL. I mean, and several, if you look at over the years, I can think of two from Richland Northeast alone, Adam Patterson who went to Michigan and uh, Chris Bonds who went to Alabama. Those guys never played. You know, Stephon Wynn was from T.L. Hanna went to Bama, and I think he hit the portal recently. Um, you know, so it's not always that, you know, if you're from South Carolina and you're a D lineman, you're you're automatically going to be awesome. That's not what D line heaven is about. But the guys like T.J. Sanders that you find sometimes in these small towns like Marion uh, that play multiple sports that are just freak athletes, those are the guys you want to go after and get. Uh, and there's a long list of them from the state. A long list of them from the state. Uh, and Sanders was only a three-star guy. I think he's a high three-star, one that, you know, he didn't have a really lengthy offer list. Um, you know, we talk all the time about a joke all the time 
that, you know, as much as people criticize Lance Thompson for his recruiting at South Carolina, he's got um he, he you know he's got two starters that he recruited on the defense as long as Sherrod Green starts, which may not happen. Um but he recruited Sherrod Green and Darius Rush <laughs> while he was here. Uh, so we talk about sometimes these guys that have left that have only been there a little while and like they didn't make an impact. Well, Tracy Rocker got TJ Sanders. Uh, so there was his uh, contribution to the program. Um, other guys are only here a year, if you think about it, as an aside. You know, Thomas Brown was only at Carolina for a year and got uh, Marshawn Lloyd and Rashad Amos. And Des Kitchings was only there for a year and got uh, Juju McDowell at his position. And then when Beamer came in, Kitchings was kind of the de facto on-staff recruiting coordinator and really helped hold the whole thing together at the time. So, you know, those guys deserve a lot of credit, you know, uh, Kitchings and Brown in particular. You know, Rocker and Thompson, you can say what you want. <laughs> you know, but they, you know, they've still left an impact on the roster to this day. So, um, but TJ is the type of guy you want to go get. And I, I just, uh, the more I think about it and contemplate his skill set, and the more I think about, you know, the fact that Rick Sandage is now not playing football anymore uh, on medical, uh, TJ brings a Rick Sandage style of of defensive line play. You know, now, you know, Pickens is going to be on the field a lot. You know, if TJ's – TJ may not even be behind him. It may be talking him anyway. But I think my prediction is, as the year goes on, you're going to see more and more of TJ Sanders in the lineup. With Boogie, it's, uh, you know, he could start or Webb may, they may go with Webb because of experience. Uh, I personally would go with Boogie, you know, but I'm not at practice every day. <laughs> so I will defer to Jimmy Lindsay on that one. But, uh, you know, I, I just think Boogie played exceptionally well, you know, when he got in and got better and better as the year went on. That's what you look for. That's what you look for uh, as some of these defensive linemen, offensive linemen, for that matter, uh, develop. So there you go. There you go. I'm calling my shot there on two guys, two dudes <laughs> that uh, maybe nobody's talking about a whole lot uh, that will probably, in my opinion, make a bigger impact this year uh, than people think. Could be wrong, you know, but that's why that's the fun in doing it. Yeah, if I had a, uh, you know, if I was like Biff on Back to the Future, the, the sequels, and had the sports almanac and knew the future, I wouldn't be sitting there talking to you today. I'd be uh, probably chilling in Las Vegas at a penthouse right now, getting ready to have a martini or a margarita uh, and sit out in the sun for a little while uh, and then spend my millions. But um, that's not uh, – that's, unfortunately, that's not the case. If anybody has a time machine and uh, wants to go get me the sports almanac and come back, I'll, I'll be glad. Uh, to take that role for you. But anyway, nah, but that's what makes the preseason fun. And and I think that a, a lot of times just, you know, thinking about kind of the things I say, sometimes uh, I sort of hedge my bets a little bit. Uh, and and I, I, I didn't think I was maybe serving my audience well enough. And I've gotten asked that direct question so many times and kind of, you know, without thinking about it uh, and sort of skirted by it, made a safe pick. But I'm going to tell you right now, two guys, below the radar that I think will make a big impact on the Gamecocks, and I went with D-line because I'm comfortable with it uh, this year, Alex Boogie Huntley and T.J. Sanders. So there you have it. There you have it answered my question. That's the morning monologue. Great show again today. Obviously, I uh, wanted to thank Will Gunner. Uh, I'm going to be on most likely Tuesdays and Thursdays 
uh, between 7 and 8 Eastern on 107.5 The Game in Columbia uh, as part of his morning show this season. I'm very excited about that. I think Jamie Bradford's doing some stuff, too, with him. Uh, also, wanted to thank all of you for listening to the show. It has been, you know, I think, okay, so we're two weeks into it. Uh, one full week last week, and here we are on Tuesday of the technically the third week of it. Um, and the numbers have been unbelievable, uh, both on t- in terms of the live stream and then uh, you folks that do the podcast only. I mean, it, it, the numbers have not dropped. So par- apparently, you know, we have an audience on the live stream and then the, our audience that loved Inside the Gamecast podcast before is still rocking and rolling. Uh, once again, Trey Biddy. Uh, from our Arkansas site, 24-7 Sports. There's nobody better that covers the Razorbacks than him, by the way. Uh, this guy, you know, he's covering them when they were sorry. He's covering them when they're great. Uh, he, he does a, a fantastic job. Got all kinds of Arkansas questions to ask him. Obviously, the Gamecocks go to Fayetteville in week two. That's a noon kickoff, Eastern time. Uh, the SEC opener for both teams. Razorbacks play Cincinnati in the opener. Uh, and so we got him, and, and then we got, uh, like I said, the the mental edge with Sawyer Nicks, uh, which is going to be a weekly segment on Tuesdays. Uh, I think Sawyer may have a giveaway today, maybe not, but there, there, you know, there, there'll be giveaways and prizes. Uh, we're in the mental edge, and then Keith Alsep, who kind of joins us on a rotating basis every week. He and he and Chris Phillips are kind of our rotators. Uh, he will join us. Got Chris later this week. David Cloninger later this week. Uh, maybe a little Hale McGranahan. Obviously, Meredith Taylor on Fridays is a uh, she's a staple too. Uh, you know, so so we'll kind of go from there. But uh, yeah, the mental edge with Sawyer today uh, that'll be kind of a, a standard. Jamie Bradford on Wednesdays will be a standard, uh, and then uh, Meredith on Fridays, and then we'll just kind of rotate everybody else. And just see how it goes. Uh, it may be that some people slide into certain days, and and then we end up going with that. But I kind of like to mix it up. It makes it fun. It makes it fun. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening today to the morning monologue. Wanted to kind of call it right there, and uh, we'll see you guys at eleven Eastern on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. JC Sherbert. Uh, this has been the morning monologue presented exclusively by Carolina Rise. Signing off. <laughs>